It ain't no pot of gold. It's where the product's sold. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that's Talib Kweli. And if that's the highest recommendation I can give to Hans Deli up on Broadway, well, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And uh, we're a little far away from the Gowanus today, not too far. You can almost smell it on a good day. We're up here in, what do you call this area, Williamsburg? East Williamsburg. East Williamsburg, for the purists out there. Be sure to get that correct. A lot of nice-looking people up here, though, aren't there? Very attractive neighborhood. Yes, it was good. One of them was singing as I left the, the L train. I hadn't been on the L in a, in a good long while, so it was nice to be there. But, uh, folks, <laughs> I'm telling you something. Uh, I, I have to ask you to pardon my sweat. I just got done uh, digging out little Barry this morning, my beloved 1989 Chrysler LeBaron, uh, from the 16 feet of snow that we've had here in New York. Folks, it's been just one thing after we've been walloped. Nor'easters and Arctic uh, deep freezes have been coming through here and just dumping on us, uh, uh, j just all over the place. And I finally, and you know, I don't have a proper snow shovel either. I never uh, had the opportunity to buy one, uh, having recently, uh, you know, within the last three years, uh, moved, moved out here from the West Coast. Uh, I never, I never got the snow shovel, so I'm out there, folks, and I'm huffing and puffing with nothing but a, a cracked plastic dustpan and uh, the, just the metal rod for the Swiffer. <laughs> you know what I? And these are not the really the appropriate tools, but I'm telling you, I did it, <laughs> and I couldn't be uh, prouder of that. It was. Uh, yeah, just amazing. It was just like being out there on the prairie. It's probably what the early settlers had to do with their covered wagons when they had to, oh, that's time to keep going. You know, we had another St. Louis. Let's get out there. And then they'd have to get their Swiffer rods or whatever they had on hand or probably some old frozen baby they might need to just toss one under the wheel. Things were tough. I don't mean to be cavalier about that, but it's the frontier spirit was hard living and they were serious. But it was a lot of fun out there because uh, some, some of the other folks uh, from the from the neighborhood, one other fellow uh, was out there with me, and he was digging his little car out there from across the uh, uh, across. You like your neighbors here? I love my neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't particularly have much interaction with the neighbors, so there's always a a kind of thrilling tension <laughs> that I that I experience when I see another one, and especially when we're engaged in the same activity outdoors, mere feet from each other. And you just never know, you know. First of all, I was worried about him judging me using the, the pan and then the swiffer. But uh, he kind of kept quiet. He gave me one of these eye rolls. And uh, really, because you don't know if it's going to, it's just, it becomes, a, maybe it becomes a bit of a macho thing. Kind of a, a black swan with fellas, probably what I imagine. But just two, two people doing a kind of macho, who's going to say something first? Well, this guy had a couple of good singers and I'm relieved. He, he broke the tension. He came up with a couple of good ones. And uh, I thought I'd tell him to you uh, uh, today. This is the first. He, he, he just, as he's digging, you know, he says, uh, 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 like, uh, by the time we dig out, it's going to be time for another storm. <laughs> and, and wait, uh, this was a great, and I hope whoever gets this spot appreciates it. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing that you say to someone you don't know very well. And, uh, well, I just appreciated that immensely. And uh, uh, it really did, uh, in, this, in this case, literally break the ice. But uh, I'm, I've been talking an awful lot. And uh, the fact of the matter is, 
I'm not here by myself. And that's always a pleasant way to spend an afternoon. It's always a nice surprise when I find there's someone else here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've got a very special guest here. Uh, uh, I want you to join me in welcoming a wonderful artist and uh, a woman who once met, sent me a fabulous pink shirt with an owl on it, uh, uh, Louisa Kazanis. How are you? I'm well. Very happy to be here. Well, thank you for being on the program. It just it means a great deal to me. It's so it's so wonderful to have you. And it's been a little while since we saw each other uh, up close and personal in the great city of New York, where you you live. Uh, of course, out here in, in Williamsburg. Never been over here, but but we, we we got together a few years ago, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was in two thousand. My goodness. Way back then. Was it 2000, 2002? I can't remember. I don't, I don't exactly uh, recall either. I know that it was during a little bit of a, a trial separation <laughs> period uh, uh, for, for me uh, and Ginny taking a little break. And I came out here and you were kind enough to show me uh, 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 the town. <laughs> as, yeah, I showed you Union was. Square. Union Square, which was just, you know, I, thought, I always think of that day as a little bit like sex in the city. Minus the sex, and uh, as if the city is only public restrooms, because uh, <laughs> I had something going on there. You took me to a nice meal, and it's kind of one of these subterranean supper clubs that, that are so popular. And uh, I don't know if I had a taste of some bad chicken <laughs> or something set me off, didn't it? Yeah, you were not happy with that not, meal. Not happy, and uh, it was good going down, though. Oh, it was a tasty thing, and then afterwards, I don't know what got to me—just the thrill of being in New York. That used to happen to me. I get just overwhelmed being here and have kind of a panic attack. But I wasn't feeling good, and boy, you were kind enough to take me to a, a number of public restrooms. Uh, the the lowest on that list, if I may, which I imagine still holds, is the Barnes and Noble, probably probably near that Union Square. What a that was. It was a bit of a horror show in there. Uh, they're they're kind of known for that. <laughs> well, they're living up to their... I mean, there was a line, so there's a whole bunch of people, and I yeah. think it was snowing. or Anyway, it was a terrible time, and you were so kind. Then we just sat out on the bench and talked and had some fun times And that was there. really lovely. That really lovely. a lovely time, just taking it in, and I think we both uh, relaxed into a nice evening. And uh, uh, thank you once again for that. You sent me on the on the tree and said, yeah, Get on the train and get the heck out of here, you. And uh, I did, and it's been uh, 11 years. So uh, <laughs> I figured we'd spend some time catching up since that. And thank you for welcoming me into your lovely home in a beautiful place over here. And, of course, uh, I'm pairing the podcast today with some uh, English breakfast. Is that what it is? With some turbinado sugar. Where do you can find that anywhere? Uh in a plastic bag in the second drawer next to the fridge. <laughs> it's incredibly specific, but that's uh, that's where it is. That's that's where <laughs> if, I find it. If you're over here, well, now uh, uh, of course you're a, a terrific visual artist, Thank and you. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed your work. But you also have a background uh, doing something that I've only dabbled in, which is which is video videos. And hip-hop videos specifically, is that true? Yeah, the hip-hop videos. And are you still doing that? Not doing that anymore. Well, it's good to take a break from it. Mm -hmm. But you had some pretty wild experiences there. You're, you're, you're used to dealing with some pretty big personalities, I imagine. They were all pretty amazing performers. Yeah. It was and fun to be around. Fun to be around when I was around them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was wonderful watching them perform, and it was wonderful watching them um, lip-sync. Oh, that's a real skill, isn't it? 
Apparently. Yeah, I need to I need to get a little bit better at that, I think. <laughs> if I could lip sync this podcast, can you imagine? Oh, I could really go take the same show around. We'd get somebody lip sync your part too, don't don't worry. Yeah, I could have a puppet or something. Uh, uh, we'd just go around, probably big on the cottage tours would be uh, fun to have. And uh, can, can you can you say any, any wild experiences that you had with the hip hop? Are you allowed to sign a confidentiality agreement? I'm sure, but uh, it's been a while since I even thought about it. I have to say that the last video that 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 I designed was for Mary J. Blige and oh, um, the great Mary J. The great Mary J. Who's a brilliant performer and um, really likes M and M's. Well, that's a, I'm going to write that down because I hope to have her on the podcast at some point. Mary J. And any color specific? Um, all of them. All of them. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was a, good, it was a great video, and unfortunately, um, it, did, it never aired. And and are there? Well, that's but you you kept the memory alive in your own heart, didn't my, you? Yes, absolutely. That video just plays for you when you think of nice times and <laughs> good people. <laughs> that's. Are you, do, you, do you watch videos now? Where do you watch videos? Online, I guess. Is online, what, basically. Yeah, yeah you're still yeah. an avid watcher. I love videos. I think they're an excellent forum for directors. I think all directors should actually shoot music videos. I think that you know I've wanted. I've got somebody working on a little. Uh, opening sequence for me that uh, I think it's going to be pretty it's going to be dynamite when it comes along uh, but uh, is there anybody right now is there a video that you just love the past year just out of the top of your head anything that you really I think love? anything that Kanye does is just he's the one isn't he oh yeah absolutely he keeps me in stitches <laughs> he seems like he seems like quite a character dead air <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's amazing, yeah. He, he um, wow. I, I remember vividly, I was down in Miami, and uh, the song, his song came on, and it was a new one, we hadn't heard it before, and it was, and I swear they played two of them back to back, and uh, I just thought, this is a really long song, is what I thought at first, at first, but I've covered a few of his songs in the openings of, of, of the program here, and I always love it. I mean, you talk about songsmithing. And that's, uh, he's one of our great song stylists. So uh, my, uh, boy, it would be nice to work with him then, wouldn't it? It would be nice to work with him. Well, we'll, we'll just put it out there because that's what you got to do. Put things out into the universe and then they, they come true. Kanye, come back. See what's, come on over to East Williams. We'll show you where the sugar is. Exactly. <laughs> that would be a nice. Hey, did you see that Utah adopted the handgun as their official state symbol? Are they trying to, something like that? No, I didn't see that. Well, I was thinking that for New York, it should just be a snow-covered garbage pile. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be a nice uh, symbol for that? I'm uh, just thinking on the top of But the work that you make now, outside of the video uh, realm, it had a, it was... Uh, the sculpture work that I, I saw many years ago uh, was, uh, it was, I think, sci science fiction-y. Yes. So I had roots in science fiction, uh, and, and it was a little bit creepy, and uh, uh, but but optimistic, which is what I think I was drawn to. Uh, a little bird, you know, sailing on the, on the moon, but captured with his little space helmet, and it just it spoke to the promise of science, didn't it, and the, the whimsy that's, <laughs> that's out there. And you still find science fiction as, as inspiration for, for you? Science fiction is amazing. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. have a, like a, 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 someone that you're drawn to? 
as a science fiction author. I think you know I, I grew up reading science fiction, and um, and I think my my God is this even. Can I even say this? I think my early political awareness came out of science fiction. I, I was obsessed with the Dune series. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was amazing. And um, I just like people who go there. That, that can create that full world. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, for me, it's Stranger in a Strange Land. And uh, that, that fell at the bottom of the pool, grokking things. Is, uh, it's always been interesting. Have you read that one? You know, the Highline? It's there. It's not. Oh, it's, it's not an easy it. recall. <laughs> take take it out of the library or something here, and you, you'll have a good time with it. I bet. Uh, there's a. I think there's a lady named Dorcas. Dorcas. <laughs> in there, which I always thought was kind of a great science fiction name, because nobody's going to name. Do you know any Dorcases? No, I might have dated them though. <laughs> well, more on that later. But. Uh, <laughs> And 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 what and of course the great did you see the Avatar in the three D that's a big science. I fiction didn't see thing. it in I did not see it in three D. No, you wanted to say let's see how it works let's see how it translates yeah. into. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I was going to say another way to, to see it, just read the read the script. <laughs> You're not going to see it in three D, but you, now was that a choice to not see it in three D because it was kind of a, it's kind of the deal it's a three D movie. It was, yeah. No, I actually saw it, I think, on HBO or something. You saw it on one of your, your uh, televised I saw it on version. a television. I saw it on a 32-inch well, television. Yeah. Well, if, if you ever have the chance and you get a 3D TV in here. I, I just feel like I have an emotional block to James Cameron. I haven't seen Titanic yet. Well, but I did see Piranha. The, the new one that came out? No, or I think the, he did original, the original one. The original yeah. one? Did he do that? I think he might Well, have. that's a fine piece, isn't it? That's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful I, I really enjoyed that. I like yeah. the frog one, too, where they're being attacked by a number of frogs. You ever see oh, that? I didn't see that. Oh, well, that's another one. Well, I'm going to get a good list for you because uh, anytime there's just swarms of animals, uh, I, I'm there. I, I love it. And, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I once had the opportunity. You're familiar with Anaconda? Oh, absolutely. The snake film. I had the opportunity to see the actual robotic uh, anaconda that they used for that. I was at a special effects warehouse. They invited me to do a kind of, uh, you know, a a lunchtime inspirational session with them. And uh, I was happy to do it. And thanks to the folks out there for inviting me. And then they had that in one of the rooms. Free Willy was there. Nice. One of the big robot whale and, and anaconda. Oh, you know, I just recently watched Jaws 1. Well, Jaws, two, and Jaws three. And was did you see Jaws? Was Jaws three D? No, it was thirty-two inch TV. <laughs> That's the, the preferred method. Yeah. Over here. Yeah, like two, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Get your Jaws on. And, and but but now are the you're not a fan of James Cameron? That's fine. Uh, I certainly object to some of the. Uh, Ethnic portrayals in Titanic, <laughs> and uh, you know, you're not too unhappy to see them washed away at a certain point. But uh, 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 any other science fiction films that you can recommend? Because I like to, I like to see some of these. I like it too. I like fanciful uh, notions. I love Stargate. Stargate, the series, oh, or the the, t- the television. Film. Oh, yeah, with the, with the 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 fellow from the Crying Game. Was it? Yeah, absolutely. He, that was that. you know that, and I think that and. A certain Iron Maiden album were actually the inspiration for my recent trip to Egypt. 
Really? Yeah. And you just got back only weeks ago. Probably yeah. the Dune series, didn't it? Well, Dune series <laughs> was in there as there. well, yeah. Being absolutely. You just got back only a couple of weeks ago, is that just a week ago? Oh, several weeks ago, yeah. My goodness, yeah. well, they've got a lot of stuff going on over there now, and you, you were, I guess you said they were kind of the seeds of rebellion are <laughs> what you left there, I yeah. guess, starting something. Absolutely. Uh, and you saw some of that while you were there. They said they were uh, mobilizing the forces. Yeah, there were there were four protesters in a square surrounded by uh, riot riot police, about fifteen deep. My goodness, it seems uh, seems like a lot for four for four protesters, but oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the way to keep it in check. But uh, but you went over there just to have a nice time. You weren't going there to see political strife up close. You no, were, no. You, were, you were inspired by some fanciful things. And of course, story where they have the pyramids and everything is the is, there is what a portal there. or something. Yeah, the pyramids are a portal, absolutely. And uh, they, they take you to other dimensions, other realms. Which is not have they proven that that's not actually what happens in the pyramids? Well, you know, they'd like to say that. But who knows? Who can get down there? You know, I went into one of them. How far down can you go? I went down maybe 50, 60 feet. That's that's farther than I'd like to go. Yeah. You have to send a canary first. Uh, you know, you just start, send a Russian tourist. <laughs> Let's see if they keel over or they come back. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it. And uh, you, well, you also said, well, it must have been inspiring. I've, I've not been to, to, to Egypt or really any place in the Middle East, uh, but but it must have been just awe-inspiring to be in front of these things that have uh, uh, stood uh, for so long. It was, it was unbelievable. It really was. And... Um... I think that, you know, the parts of it that were most interesting to me coming out of New York, which is incredibly tall and incredibly wide, is is nothing really felt as big as I thought it would. Hmm. It's terrible to say something like that. You think the pyramids look a little small up close? They looked a little small, I have to say. camera adds 10 pounds or something to these. Yeah, camera adds, yeah, maybe 300 Kilotons or something? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's fascinating. They're really yeah. sometimes you do that. You think something's going to be so amazing, and then you get there and you think, oh well, it's not exactly as as big as it was in my mind, or it's impressive. But you still you still had a nice a nice time. Yeah, I might build bigger in my brain. You can keep it going. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if you've ever talked about science fiction and things, and I, I I've talked about this before, but I always. I, you know, I'm a sunny kind of fellow. I like to look on the positive side. But uh, you, you watch these uh, uh, things on how you build the pyramids, mm-hmm. and they got these poor these poor guys that are hauling these things up. They're pulling the rocks across the desert, and right. they put them on logs and special things that they've rigged up. And uh, some of them were enslaved, and that's uh, not not a good position to be in. But uh, some of the other programs you watch, they say, "Well, this was inspired by aliens and all yeah. this." And I think, well, isn't that a nice a nice thought. That's what I prefer to think that these were somehow constructed under the guidance of uh, you know a benevolent uh, a neighbor in the galaxy. <laughs> and I always like to think of the, the folks like the, the aliens that could kind of peek over the fence and say, you know, maybe come down there to Egypt and say, uh, "What are you working on?" <laughs> you know, to the couple of fellows looking at the plans and you know, what do you what do you got going on here? The way the way a neighbor would come over to the garage. They said, "Well, have you considered, uh, you know, building up more of a triangular shape? Be a little bit easier." But uh, I just like to think about that as those other aliens out there, because certainly we're not alone in the universe. No, we're not. There's a not 
it's, it's just not a, a happy thought to think that we're the only ones that they say that we're the perfect we were there at the perfect moment and the perfect amount of uh, hydrogen and carbon and whatnot but now they're finding animals that uh, can live in records and uh, <laughs> be sustained on silicon alone some of the folks out in LA already absolutely but uh, anyhow well it must have been a great trip you said you got to, got to do a little shopping while you're out there got to do a little shopping while I was there impressive and markets impressive mar- enormous markets and um, and, and, and everything and anything you could possibly think about a lot of women's undergarments I'm a lot thinking, of women how would you know what I was thinking about well <laughs> <laughs> you said anything I could think about these the ladies undergarments it was like but they had a lot of <laughs> a lot of ladies' undergarments, absolutely and, walls of them. And uh, of course, in Egypt, uh, they're they're not worn, they're not seen uh, often. Is no, that true? No, they don't. They don't. It's interesting. It was like you know the tension between you know the external and the and the private, and um, and you'd see women you know very very covered up and looking very attractive, very covered up. But then you'd start to think about all the undergarments you'd see displayed along the streets, and you know. That became kind of an interesting little game. That's that is a fun game to think about. <laughs> uh, of course, it, yeah, you don't, you can't, you got to be careful with it. But uh, and and you, you were describing that, that, that these these undergarments just the most fanciful, uh, bedazzled uh, uh, bits Absolutely. of cloth that you could that you could possibly put together in your, in, a, in a young man's mind yeah. or a young woman's mind. It's like the mind, you know. It's like you know. It's like the minds at at Mattel were like. Designing undergarments. <laughs> it's, but it, it just must be. And then you're, you're probably just the, the gentlemen in the, in the street or ladies on the street, I don't know, are thinking, my goodness, I know what's going on underneath there. It's how I feel a little bit with Orthodox women because, you know, they wear the, the wigs and I'm always like, I know it's bald under there. I know there's a bald lady sitting next to me and she's covering up and it just, it's a thrill every time. Uh, <laughs> I used to I used to swim a lot at the Metropolitan um, at the Metropolitan Pool in Williamsburg, and I used to go to the ladies only swim there. This was years and years and years ago, and they had um, they instituted a lady a ladies only swim there because of the um, the Hasidic population, and so the Hasidic women were able to come and and swim, and you'd walk into the locker room, and you would see a line of wigs on a bench. That was, it was just fascinating. And then you'd get into the pool, and they would be fairly covered up, um, some of them swimming with socks on, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> I like that very much. Keep going. <laughs> oh, just wet socks on a bald lady in a pool. And you've got my... You've described something that I am going to keep in my head uh, for... <laughs> A little bit back on the ride on the L. I'll be thinking about that. <laughs> My goodness, boy, that's uh, well, that's a wonderful memory. That's uh, that's fantastic. But uh, but Egypt was good. You had a good time, and Egypt now you're was back. Yeah. And uh, uh, and we talked a little bit. You, your work was this kind of the science science fiction business, and you were working with a lot of toxic chemicals, and you got into a, a tough spot with them. And you yeah. said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from that, now you said they're kind of creeping back they're a little bit into, creep, your, yeah. into your world over at your studio. and um, But you've also been doing prints and uh, mon- monoprints. Is that monoprints. what you, is that you should say? 
I've been doing monogram. I don't have a background in printmaking. I never took a printmaking class. Um, so this is brand new. This is brand new. Well, it seems like you're doing pretty pretty good job with them. Thank you. <laughs> they really, uh, they're really fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, I saw uh, uh, I saw one of them in the back of a magazine that was at the at the office that we had kind of an art zine or something. It looked like it had been put together in the back room of a screen printing collective. <laughs> uh, but uh, real nice, uh, very art art centered uh, magazine and uh, I, I looked at them and of course you got people interacting with each other in all kinds of ways and getting inside of one another and it's a very psychological kind of deal and I thought to myself well how'd she just creep in there and take a snapshot from inside my relationship with my ex-wife Jitty. Oh my god <laughs> that happens though I doesn't thought, it? That's what I thought just how do you how do you see something so clearly but they're very uh, rich with metaphor and uh, uh, wonderful things to see and I hope that, that can people see them uh, somewhere uh, easily or you said you're on the indie circuit going around <laughs> the uh, RT you said well I don't see a commercial galleries let's do some uh, let's do some of these uh, the independent spaces I have been doing that for a little bit yeah they've been showing the prints in in the um, in alternative spaces that's wonderful and they're all over Brooklyn New York all over the, yeah, all over yeah. the country well, that's. Uh, well, I wish you a lot of luck with those. Well, I hope thank you keep you. going. I hope you keep driving with it because this, they're very exciting to me. And uh, uh, I don't know if you if if, if y'all at home could hear, but there's a little snore, and I just want to clear it because we talked about my belly problems earlier. <laughs> that wasn't my my stomach, but a new new little puppy that's here. Yeah, I just I just um, I just rescued a, a Boston Terrier from the BB County Humane Society in Arkansas. My goodness, mm -hmm. a, a little, little little puppy came all the way. And a, what kind of a mechanism? They put him on a plane or something? Well, there there apparently there was a couple that um, it was a lovely couple. He he looked like um, a cross between a Wookiee and a um, and a Harley Davidson aficionado. And he and his wife, um, both from Arkansas, have devoted their lives to uh, kind of revamping motorhomes hmm. and transporting dogs from the Arkansas area to the East Coast. Well, but that's a, quite a thing to devote your life to, isn't it? Yeah, they're lovely people. That sounds fantastic. And uh, uh, we appreciate the good work that they're doing. Absolutely. And uh, uh, happy to have a, a, a new little one here. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> and yeah, you said been. you're going to take another one? You're going to start this I, as a regular gig for you? Yeah, I'm going to. Well, this one, you know, this dog, Dottie, Dottie Feldman, um, she is, she's with me permanently, but I'm going to start um, fostering dogs as well. Well, you want people to be in contact with you if they have a... <laughs> they have a dog they need fostered? <laughs> We'll, we'll let you make the decision. Just, you'll find them. How about yeah, that? Exactly. That sounds good. Well, uh, listen, we, we, you, you said you want to talk about hoarders, too. Oh, you talk yeah. about people in motorhomes and making Absolutely. things that they have uh, 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 unusual life choices, maybe. This show, it's a real, it's a dark show, isn't it? Of course, listeners know hoarders is a condition where you just you get a bunch of stuff in your house to so the fact that you have just a little walkway sometimes not even that and and i mean it's it's a it's a it's a it's a dark show i mean because these are people that are that are make compensating for some loss in their life or some something that didn't quite fit together there when uh, the the old skull was forming and uh, 
Boy, they got stuff, but you can't even see their furniture anymore. And they have the whole program's now devoted to this, a couple of them on there. Do you have a favorite? Ooh. Um, it's interesting because it's like the A&E programming because, you know, the show's on A&E and their programming has, has taken like a bit of a twist. Like they started with like the intervention, which was, of course, about, you know, individuals, you know, who are addicted and the whole process around that. And then they, they went to hoarders. Well, Monkey Baby was in between. I don't know if you got a chance to see Monkey Baby. I didn't see Monkey Baby. Oh, it was about adults that uh, uh, adopt monkeys and dress them as babies. That is frightful. <laughs> Not to be judgmental. It just it, it just causes fear in me. No, it was a little. It was unusual. It was monkey little, Baby. Monkey Baby. I can't oh, believe I missed that. Oh, look it up. It was. Uh, it'll be well worth your uh, Google search. <laughs> wow. <laughs> While thinking about making a new monoprint, yeah, <laughs> you can Google that. But uh, well worth it. And um, uh, of course, I have a lot of monkey baby enthusiasts that are listeners to the program, so uh, I, I wish them well. And certainly, whatever you want to do, it's a free kind. But the hoarders thing, then it got it got right into hoarder. That was almost the next week they started with the hoarder. And uh, as, as as you noted, it's really it's gotten it's gotten even darker than when it started. Absolutely. It started there was a kind of a well, a curiosity factor to it, uh, and now it's it's gotten really into a, a, a very dark place. <laughs> dark it's place. moved into it's moved. Uh, you know, most recently I saw a show of individuals who were animal hoarders, and um, that's just where they have a lot of animals. That kind of thing. They have a lot of animals. Boy, do they have a lot of animals. There was a woman who you know had a trailer full of chickens stuffed in plastic bins, and um, and it was staggering to me. What is it like after your third chicken stuffed in a bin? You think, ah, I'm just going to go for it. What's the the level there where you say... (laughs) What's the tipping point? Yeah. 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 Because I have one chicken in a plastic bin. All right, fine. Right. Two chickens in a plastic bin. You want to have a friend. Exactly. You don't want the first chicken to get lonely. But when you have that many... Hundreds of chickens in plastic bins. And all you could see were their little, like if you could imagine a plastic bin and then like maybe 50 chicken heads popped up over it. It was unbelievable. And they were the same plastic bins that you go to the, you know, if you go to the Walmart or you go to the Target and you go get a big plastic bin to put your winter sweaters in, except they were stuffed with chickens. You know what? I'm going to think about the bald lady swimming instead of that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want to think about the plastic bins full of chicken. It's just, it's, well, that's just terrible. It's. And the, the people are, I mean, at that point, I, okay, okay, we can make fun of monkey babies, but they don't mean any harm. There's no, there's nothing going on there. Right. They're, they're trying to give something a better life, but these chicken folks. Chickens, yeah. Rats, too. No, we don't need people to hoard rats. No. Rabbits. Uh, it's, and this is, and, 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 and it's really, like you said, it's, a, it's evil at that point, isn't it? You're really looking at an exploration of evil when you get to this level because you're, you're, Willfully neglecting these these poor creatures. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's one thing if you want to live in a house full of garbage. I mean, that you know that affects you. That affects you know maybe your family members, but hundreds of animals. You know, it's reminding me of an old bit that uh, that that my friend uh, uh, John out there in San Francisco. We used to do a bit together, and because of rather you know you say every now and again it'll come up. Not not animal hoarders per se. But, you know, a lady will be found with 3,000 cats or something in her house, right? And uh, uh, one of the, one, there was an incident like that up in uh, Sebastopol or something. 
And uh, uh, John and I used to do this thing, and I hope that he'll forgive me for doing it without him. But it would be the two two policemen sent to investigate this thing. Like they get a call, and all right, we got to go over to uh, old Mrs. Hubbard's house and see what's going on. And so you'd hear the, you know, the knock. We'd be the police, uh, Mrs. Hubbard, uh, Mrs. Hubbard. Oh, doors open. Oh, hey there, hey there, little fella. How you doing? You're you're a cute one. You know. Oh, hey, you have a friend. Oh, my. Oh, that's a few more. Oh, God, what is that smell? Oh, my. Oh! <laughs> and then we just crack each other up. You know, start with a couple of meow, 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 and then just a deafening chorus. <laughs> we had a lot of fun out there in San Francisco. But uh, anyhow, well, that's a fun way to spend an evening is watching one of these shows. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I always find if you, if you are feeling bad or if you're in a tough place, and of course this is a tough time for a lot of people, uh, watching some of these programs can be uh, reaffirming in some way because you know, well, at least at least it's not to the point where I'm keeping 200 chickens in plastic buckets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still have, I still got something to. There's a motivational aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of, you know, watch it and then you take out the trash. Yeah, it's not, not that bad. It's right. Bad. Yeah, you take out the, clean out some old sweater. I mean, Absolutely. you really, if you need some motivation for cleaning, the hoarders is the way to go. Uh, <laughs> but, well, <laughs> listen, this has been fun. I think we've cleaned out a lot of stuff here, just you and me talking. And it's been uh, it's been great, uh, but that's about all the time that we have, Louisa. So I just I want to want to thank you for for sitting down with me and having me over, and uh, it just it, talking about all these great things. It's been a lot of fun. And let me ask you something: uh, uh, you have some plans for Lincoln's birthday? Um, no, I don't. Oh, well, you and probably other people out there would like to come to a a live taping of Dale Radio. It's going to be the first one. No pressure if you can't make it. Don't feel like I'm locking you in. But uh, uh, February 12th, uh, we're going to be doing this. It's really happening uh, from 9 to 10 p.m. uh, in the space there at the Brooklyn Lyceum. And that's just on the R train. You get off at Union Street and you pop up and there it is. You can't miss it. It's a giant old building that uh, looks like it's kind of from another time, you know. Uh, Formerly a public bathhouse, although... The, the nature of the, the swimming facilities, I don't know know about, but maybe I'll look, see if there's some old pictures of bald ladies. Uh, it's going to be $5 at the door. Dale Radio Live, we got some great guests. Wait till you hear this. Uh, Jesse Klein is going to be there. Great comedian, uh, a writer, and uh, on a lot of great stuff. She's just fantastic. Uh, I'm so happy she can join me. Noah Rothbaum is going to be there. How about that? Uh, didn't think I could get him, but he's the editor-in-chief of Liquor.com. So we're going to be talking about pairings and all kinds of things, uh, coming up with some good cocktail ideas to celebrate Lincoln and, of course, Valentine's Day right around the corner. Uh, Andrew, the reanimated Lincoln Bacone, is going to be playing on the, uh, I believe it's called the Avery 6400, but it's a sound machine that he's got set up there. And uh, I can't wait to see what he comes up with. That's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So I hope everybody can join us again. Uh, we got the information up there uh, on DaleRadio.com, 227 Fourth Avenue in Brooklyn, uh, right, hugging the Gowanus itself, which I couldn't be happier about. We're right there. 
so, and of course, Monday nights. Uh, I don't know uh, what you do on Monday nights, but I watch The Bachelor. And uh, I tweet along to it, along with some great, great ladies out there and a couple of fellas, but mostly ladies. And uh, I look forward to spending another Monday with you. Uh, folks, uh, uh, if, you are, if you are watching and you're following at Dale Radio on Twitter, uh, if you retweet me, uh, I'll give you a mention next time on the air. How about that? Uh, my thanks, of course, go to, to uh, uh, Steve-O at Engine Sound for composing the Dale Radio theme song, to the lesser half out of San Francisco for covering the, the, the theme this time around. We're going to be getting a new one for the next season, so I uh, can't say much more about that, but it's going to be exciting. Uh, of course, my thanks to my niece Katrina for all the pot pies. She's just been picking up a storm. Uh, and uh, maybe Pepsi for all the popcorn. She's recently discovered a popcorn, but not to eat. She likes to feed it to you, and every other one is a damp one. But anyhow, she's got a real future in, concess in concessions. Uh, but so, and Louisa, thank you once again. I'm going to shake your hand and make it official. I appreciate it very much and continued success in everything you do. Oh, thank you. And now, uh, till next time, I'll be hoarding snow in my whiskey bottles so that when August comes around, I can put them in my shorts. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy.